Hashtag SFM Talking Point. So uh, Ugandans will head to the polls tomorrow in a highly contested election. Nixon Katembo is a specialist on the Great Lakes and East Africa and also works on the Kiswahili desk. Uh, This is at Channel Africa. Nixon, good morning and thank you so much for your time. Good morning to you, Kathy, and good morning to SFM listeners. You're my first in-studio guest for the year 2021. Welcome. What a privilege, <laughs> and uh, I enjoy that. Uh, thanks for welcoming me. Yeah, of course the team had to be dramatic. They, By the way, they can't find this applause when we actually need it, but they will play it when we don't need it. But okay, let's continue. Sorry, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't resist. I had to. Okay. So, Nixon, we're talking about the Ugandan presidential elections. And over um, the last year, one just has to look at Bobby Brown, the opposition candidate, to see what the impact of the last year has been on him. Well, I think uh, we don't need to look at Bobby Wine as an individual per se, mm. but rather do look at the political system in mm. Uganda and its political history um, uh, with the current regime. Mm. So uh, one would understand that um, Bobby Wine uh, uh, was only three years old when uh, General Museveni uh, took over power in, in 1986. And that has um, um, sort of a fundamental um, um, background to uh, the political changes in that country uh, from the Idi Amin mm-hmm. to, to uh, Milton Obote. And uh, in between Milton Obote and, uh, and Idi Amin, there was a number of uh, uh, military rulers, who some who led by, by one week, some who led by two weeks, the likes of the Goldfrey Lukongwa Binaisa, the Tito Kelo, um, uh, the Yusuf Lule and many others in that. So it gives you the nature of politics in that particular country, mm-hmm. but not only that, the history that the country has traversed to be where it is today. So going forward, that then dictates the kind of politics that happen in the country. Museven came through uh, the barrel of the gun. Mm-hmm. And over the years, like many other um, liberation movement and uh, uh, military government on the continent, he has entrenched himself um, uh, to to power. Um, uh, he has um, organized the the political system around the consolidation of power, and one have to not resist to read to read the Galbraith theories of power about what what is the need for some some political rulers to to so much contest and making sure that power do not slip away from them. Mm. So Bobby Wine coming to the fore is a sort of. Uh, what I would call in the modern days uh, terms the disruptor mm. uh, of that political system. Whether he's going to succeed or not is a question now that we have to, mm. to look at and see 
how much of those disruptions are going to go and to what end and what are the alternative that he's bringing to the fore to making sure that these uh, those j j disruption mm. changes happen it is a strong stranglehold that he would be attempting to break as he contests for this election but as you have so articulately put it that um the way in which Yoweri Museveni has established and entrenched himself in Uganda means that the influence that he has and how he uses that influence has made it difficult for other opposition candidates in previous years and Bobby Wine not being the exception well i think Bobby Wine not being the exceptions uh, to that matter but he as the political entrenchment evolves so does the uh, the system also evolve in terms of governance in terms of a new approach to politics in terms of the generational um, mm. uh, evolution between the the older population who witnessed Museveni's wars and the new generations and i think that's when bobby wine is coming to the fore that this is a new generation that is quite mentioned earlier that he was only 3 years old mm. when he came to power so that tells you how much the disconnect between the older generation and the current generations i would mention however that if you go to the rural areas in uganda you would find that people have this fear mm. of saying what if Museveni goes what then next because they have lived through the experience of the past now you go to the uh, urban areas in in a rural uh, i mean i mean uh, in, a, in a cities like Kampala like Masaka like mm. Mbarara or Jinja or Mbale or Gulu or Soroti in eastern Uganda you find a diff- quite different uh, uh, youthful population which is disconnected from the earlier generation mm. and these are the generation that are yearning for changes so the question is how much of a transitional um, uh, uh, system has been put in place to make sure that the younger generation take up where from the older generation come and if bobby wine is a, a disruptor in terms of uh, power structure uh, what are the uh, the basic tenets of his uh, approach mm-hmm. and arguments as well as policies in arguing this young generations as well as bringing in the older generation to make sure that what is his arguing for is well received by the general population mm-hmm. both in a urban center and in a rural area as a as a earlier mission has there been enough time to even um engage some of the promises policy direction um issues that bobby wine is um you know proposing as the president presidential candidate because it seems to me that his campaign has been largely uh marred by the fact that he's been turned into this victim somewhat of the regime in Uganda and therefore a lot of the emphasis is often just on his safety his well-being as an individual how he's being arrested while trying to make addresses etc that 
interrogating his policy perhaps would not be in the same way that you would in an election, let's say, in South Africa. I'm glad that you raised that point. And I, I think in my discussions with your producer, I mentioned that much has not been talked about Bobby Wine's policy framework and mm. policy processes or policy proposal that he's bringing to the table, which then will be able to differentiate him and General Museveni. I guess the major differentiator will be that it won't be Museveni anymore, just as, as a starting point and perhaps now, as the biggest of all. Now, this is where the point come uh, a bit blurred because mm. then we fail to understand the the processes, the political processes within a context of policy framework and the policy implementation as well as governance. Mm. In a sense that General Museveni and his entire outreach is not different from what we have seen on the continent, especially with the liberation movement, especially with um, uh, um, um, people who came to power through the barrel of the gun. Only if you understand that these are the very same people who have been supported by the West mostly in their heydays of, of, of power and later on because they fell out of favor uh, along the way, they mm. become villains. And this is exactly what is happening in Uganda. That because Museveni now seems to be seen as becoming a problem to those who were supporting him, uh, namely the United States and, and the UK and France, uh, now he's seen as a problem. Therefore, because there is a young, young generation that is coming up uh, in the name of Bobby Wine, let us jump on the bandwagon and you know, deal with this Bobby Wine as a person who is emerging to challenge Museveni. But we have to put all these issues in context. And that's my whole point in terms of policy, mm. on terms of governance, and in terms of the political future, but also outlining the strategic framework for the development and the social well-being of Ugandans at large going forward. All right, we're talking about the situation that is unfolding in Uganda, of course, uh, that country going to elections on the 14th. Uh, the elections are set for tomorrow, and it's expected to be a hotly contested race, at least uh, when one looks at um, the fact that there are really two main contenders that we're dealing with here. Will it be as hotly contested as perhaps is being purported when you read some of the reports uh, coming out of of that region well we'll have to wait and see i'm continuing my conversation with nixon katembo after this the talking point with kathy motlasana weekdays 9 a.m till midday uh, thanks for tuning in. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006 and on the SMS line 41391. We're focusing on the situation in Uganda, that country heading to the polls tomorrow. You can also send us your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104107. I'm talking to Nixon Katembo. He is a specialist on the Great Lakes and East Africa region. He's uh, with 
Channel Africa here at the SABC. Uh, we've been talking about um, the elections, of course, and uh, the opposition candidate Bobby Wine and what uh, perhaps his campaign represents for Uganda. Of course, these elections take place under a climate where we are seeing um, the Museveni government continue to clamp down on the freedoms in terms of what should be acceptable in free and fair democratically run elections and an electoral process. And that seems to be worsening as we edge towards the elections because now there's news of a shutdown of the internet. Well, that is uh, the case, uh, Cathy. But uh, I would say and time and again that this is not something new. We shouldn't act surprised that that is happening. It happened to Kiza Besi in 2001. It happened in 2006. It happened in 2011. And it happens in the subsequent election to 2015 and 2000. And then to, uh, 20, um, I mean, 2021 now. Mm. So there is a history there. However, the question is how did it happen? And what was the enabler of this uh, political uh, repressions, uh, as some might call it, uh, uh, happened? Why, why was it let it go? I mean, if you look at the the, the government in Uganda and the Museven is a person mm. who who came to power as a earlier mission has been supported throughout uh, with the United States in training military in you know supporting um, security forces in having a serious uh, budget support for for towards that and it has received aid from mm-hmm. different of course there were political reforms that happened in that particular country owing to the uh, ruin, ruining years of, of Idi Amin uh, however the question is how much of uh, accountability was done along the process of the regime uh, throughout these years. Uh, And one need to ask why now that we are crying that Bobby Wine is being repressed while the indicators were there before. Fair enough. But uh, I mean, I think obviously just because something wrong has been happening for so long uh, doesn't mean that people must necessarily be quiet about it. It's necessary that uh, people continue to speak about it because as as you're talking about a, a very important word, accountability, there has been little accountability over the years and there continues to be little ca- accountability. Well, then that requ- now... Um, outline the need for political reform that it should have been supported along the process. But not only that, also for the leader in power to understand that as you remain in power, there is a time that you're going to be challenged for being in that particular position of power. Mm. And this is what is happening. And I hope, and I sincerely hope that within government and within the opposition that they will prioritize a peaceful uh, changes and the transitions of power if not need be uh, for them to work for a better Uganda. All right.
And uh, to me, I think that is more fundamental uh, in anything. Whatever happens is because the situation has been allowed to happen over the years. Nixon uh, Katembo is with me in studio. Let me take some of your calls. Nathan in Bombela, good morning. Morning, Madam Kasi. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Go ahead. Um, okay, I'm Nathan K from Bombela. I'm a Ugandan by nationality. Mm. Um, seven came in power when I was five years old. But our parents, they used to tell us, and we studied it in the books, that he did a great job. We saw the first 10, 15 years, he was doing wonders for the country. But things changed now, madam. Let me tell you, corruption is, I don't know how I can, I don't know how I can explain it, mm. you understand? And the government is owned by one tribe, maybe one family, you understand? If he wants to develop the country, he should have set aside and say that, okay, let me put somebody to inherit me, okay, to be in, in my seat. But he has not groomed anybody to be in power. I don't blame other people, oh, Bobby Wine, to come to disorganize his aim. Bobby Wine is talking the truth. He's talking the people on the ground. He knows the problem of the people. Museveni knew the problem. He managed to do what he's supposed to do in 10 years. But after from 10 years onwards, he's destroying each and everything. All the parastatals of the government, are sold outside. Uganda Airline, it was working. It was sold. But now we're saying reviving. Reviving for what? So sometimes you see that he's destroying the country. He's not. Look at Kagame. He has just entered Rwanda. Is, Uganda was so very far away from Rwanda, but Rwanda is developing more than Uganda. So sometimes he's, he's grown up. If you reach an extent of being expired, sit aside so that other people can lead the country to go on. You understand? All right. And uh, Nathan, thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, because I, I think that's one of the, the definitions of democracy, right? Not coming into power, but actually leaving a power, being able to leave when when your time is up. Bhutan and Rosebank, good morning. Kathy, you know that president, he changed the constitution to continue to be a president. Absolutely. And African Union, in the midst of this harassment you know, and terror against the opposition, they are quiet. Oh, I mean, how can Putana, you... What, what, has the, what has the African Union ever done that is remarkable in the last goodness. five years? Give me one outstanding thing. Okay, I must yes, hold myself. Yes, I must hold know, myself back here. Anyway, go for it, Putana. What frustrates me is that uh, even your, your, your guest there doesn't grasp the horror that uh, that country has been subjected to, to this di- dictator. I mean, he must take 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 example of uh, Sierra Leone. The horror there, the people were cut, uh, 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 their, 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 their legs were cut, their, their hands, and at some point they were asked, Kukuti, um, do you want a short sleeve? Or a long leave, a, mm. a long leave, mm. um, for eleven years, and he wants that country to be subjected to that as well. Mm. Come on, man. Yeah, it's 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 a devastating situation um, that I think many ordinary Ugandans find themselves in. Uh, Budana, thanks for that call. Let me take uh, one or two voice notes. I know that we've got a couple coming in on Uganda, so let me see how many we can squeeze in uh, before we end off our conversation. Morning, morning, Kathy.
President Museven in Uganda has always rigged elections starting from 2000 and elections in Uganda have been very violent. So I'm just surprised that everyone is surprised today that is violent towards Bobby Wine. President Museven can never allow Bobby Wine to take over power. Thank you. Bye. Uh, good morning, KP and Nixon. It's Sunday, so in day in Cape Town. Uh, the issue of um, uh, Bobby Wine and uh, the leadership in, in, in Uganda. To be honest with you, uh, the main thing now is the main thing, which is to remove Yoweru Museveni from power, and that is it. The issue of policy you will cross that bridge when you get there. Because I don't think that the people of Uganda are interested in policy. They are interested in removing a, a dictator from power, and that's it. And that is how I see mm. it, and that is how it should happen. Thank yeah. you very much. All right. Thanks for those contributions. Let me also thank Nixon Katembu, who is uh, with Channel Africa here at the SABC. Okay, it's just after 11 o'clock. Nandika Biokas, good morning.